0: The Lord, I'll testify, we we gave in that sacrificial uh, Thanksgiving offering, and uh, I love my wife. She's a very nice voice of reason, Uh, and we pray about it. I believe most of us pray about what to give, what is a sacrifice, what is that in, in, in terms of when we look at our lives, and so we prayed, and I got a number. I'm always scared to say it to my wife. I'm going to tell you all the number. Uh, and I said it, and with my, like, one eye open, I'm like, oh, she didn't get mad. No, she's not like that, though, but she, she's totally not like that. I always might come up here, and I give this wrong image. This is not a, but deep down inside, I'm like, oh, I don't know. And we agreed on the same number. Of course, when they said you were going to get it double, we were like, oh, we should have given our entire year's salary. <laughs> I didn't. Jeez. <laughs> and we don't know. Things come up. Expenses come up. Things need to be repaired in the house. And we're like, man, that is a lot of money to just dish out. We're not dishing out. We're making our home better. I don't know. On this earth. Um. But it just, you know, things come up, and we're like, well, we're going to get the money. And no sooner did we know. We had to make a decision on the, the, the financial deal that we were going to figure out. And, and uh, Lindsay's like, can you send me the pay stub from work? And I'm like, oh, yeah, send the pay stub. She, she looks at it to pay the tithes and offering. And I kid you not, that's why she's looking at it the lord has just directed us in certain ways and so she looked at it okay i got the numbers and she's like hey did you look at it i'm like yeah and i really didn't but i said yes (laughs) well i was like is it bad like did they not pay me and she's like that's not your paycheck that's a bonus i'm like oh well that's nice I'll send you the paste. So I've sent the other one, and they thank God for that. And we, and it was about the amount we gave. And and then we're like, we'll do our taxes. And we're not supposed to really get money back necessarily all the time. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you back about the same amount you gave. Okay, they don't, they don't know that we gave that money, but they're like, it's like almost the like same amount of money we gave in our office. That's double, right? And you think God just stops right there, right? Like, (laughs) no. There's still about another bonus coming sometime soon. It's about the same that we gave. So if it's not double, he tripled it. And I believe God's just so good, he's going to quadruple it. Why not? (laughs) Right, Lord? I said in front of the people. How good is our God? I went from talking about a little Hershey's bar to bussings. All right, that's not the preaching. You may be seated. Isn't be quick cuz I know you're hungry for the word. <laughs> Trick. Oh, God's good. Um I had nothing to preach. Seriously. It's probably the first time ever people are like, you're ready for Sunday? And I'm like, yeah. Nope. I told Lindsay, Friday, I have nothing. What are you studying? <laughs> you remember when I, when I stole your message? I'm sorry. I had Nothing. And I said, I even said, hey, babe, I, this is what I hear, silence. I hear silence, which is skillful, right, because you can hear silence. I, and then I came to Sister Ruth, and I said, Pastor Ruth, I said, you know what, your message was just for me. Because I told my wife, I don't have anything. I have to preach salvation then. That's where I go. I don't know what else to do but to preach Jesus. So this is probably the worst together message you're about to hear. Because I got a bunch of scriptures and I'm like, God, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to take control. And I even planned on not saying that part. Like, you don't need to tell them what's going on. That's you and God. Oops. I, I really had nothing. So what I do have I'm present it to you, church family. God is good. I'm waiting for my brother to come inside. He's slacking. Uh, cause I have a title. Why'd you drink the Kool-Aid? No, I'm kidding, that's not it. <laughs> We're not a cult. Again, the title is, Why'd You Drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid? I'm teasing. That's not the title. The title is, I'm tired of that new car smell. Tired of the new car smell. Or whatever kind of smell you put in your car. That's the subtitle. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. You may stand for the reading. Again, this is going to be pretty quick. But not as quick as nah shut up. I do have a, a a word about the professor. By the way, love Reverend Seckler. I mean, I love every minister. Well, I love everybody here, but these these ministers just just man, they, they slice you and dice you like a skilled surgeon. Layer by layer, no anesthesia. <laughs> Ow. You'll hear bloody. <laughs> but when I think of the professor, I know you think of him as very scholarly, and he is. But if you go to YouTube, Bishop, there's a white guy. He's a street baller, and his name is the professor. That guy. See, see, somebody relates. That guy will do a move on you, and you'll turn around thinking it's over there, and he's still in back of you, dribbling and doing all these things. And you're like, that's how he is in the Word, Brother, Brother Sackler will turn you in circles and he make the devil go crazy. I'm like, man, look at that crossover. <laughs> Y'all Google him, the professor. It's a nice guy. He's a basketball player. He can't really jump, but, man, he can score. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says as such. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Bishop, I'm going to have you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, your man's servant, he's anointed. Your word is anointed. This place is anointed. I'm asking God you give him liberty to minister your word. Let it go forth in power, in demonstration, in manifestation. I'm asking God that this word is coming forth. Let it fall on good ground. Let your word produce what you purpose in this place. But God, I also pray, allow Brother Trini, when he feel it, let him just trust you and walk wherever you take him today. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Can y'all say praise the Lord. We give a hand clap of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. (laughs) You know, this scriptures are probably used in many churches across this city country state world but I'm not saying this in arrogance I'm saying this in love those set of scriptures are preached incorrectly and I love you guys. I cannot stop at just those scriptures. These scriptures came to the church in Ephesians thousands of years ago. But there was a man by the name of Martin Luther, not King Jr., calm down. There was a lighter colored guy before him. I think he spoke Latin. I'm not sure. But there's a principle. There's a false doctrine that sounds like this. Sola fide, sola scriptura, sola Christus, sola gratia, which is through faith alone, by scripture alone, and Christ alone, by grace alone. Sounds good. Sounds real good. In fact, that phrase is utter blasphemy against God if it leaves out the rest of Scripture. You can walk into almost any church, mainstream, Trinitarian, maybe even oneness, And at the altar of compromise, they will look and say, it's okay. All you need to do is believe. That's all you need to do. Just believe. Like how hard? Like really hard? Maybe. Believe in what? According to Donkey and Shrek, he believes. For those who watched it, he was like, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. <laughs> Donkey is saved. We know Eddie Murphy has some issues. <laughs> I think that was him. It's, I think the song is, oh, I'm not going to go to this song. What is that song? Brother Bran, I was kidding. That principle stems from Martin Luther, uh, his reformation from the church where works uh, were something that was emphasized. I think we get a little nervous when it comes to this scripture. Well, I don't know if you all get nervous, but it always has been something that, that, that poked at me a little bit because I would tell my friends, hey, have you been born again? Again? Well, all I need to do is just believe. I'm like, where would you hear that? You hear it everywhere. Even Google needs to be fact-checked. And they need their fact checkers to be fact-checked. Because if you look in Google, what must I do to be saved? Guess what it goes to? It doesn't tell you, oh, they were pricked in their heart. And they said, what should we do to be saved? And Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. It doesn't say that. It says, oh, you just believe because it's just by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. That's okay, except that leaves out the rest of the chapter. That leaves out the rest of the New Testament. In fact, that leaves out the Old Testament. So I want to just take us a little bit through this, and this might be more of a teaching. Because I needed God to clarify to me like how, how do I tell them that there's just there's more to just believing? And I get it. I can quote the other scripture in James. It says, well, you do good to believe. The devils do too. Well, I'm like, that's, just, that's good, but I need some more, Lord. I need some substance to be able to tell them what's going on. So if anybody gets it, my kids better be taking notes. I'm kidding. You can pretend. You need to draw pictures. That's what we would do. It says for verse eight in Ephesians four, it says because for by grace, because of grace, grace is goodwill or favor towards someone. Are ye saved? You're preserved, you're rescued, you're delivered, you're set free, you're healed. A lot of people are looking for the real saving grace. The problem is they keep coming into a house that proclaims to preach Jesus and truth. And all they get is a somewhat salvation message. And on the way out, they pick up the new car smell. They come in dirty. Wretched, and that was us, okay? But let me, they come in dirty and wretched and problems and addictions, and we say, just believe, and here's your scent. Which one do you want? Y'all have been there. We're lifting weights. are like, my goodness, who is that? And it's you, for those who lift weights. <laughs> what kind of smell do you want to leave home with so that he could mask the changes that you're wanting, the changes that we're needing, are not just by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. We must have the Holy Ghost residing on the inside. And if that doesn't happen, you might as well pick a scent to mask the stench, and guess what? You'll come back to it again. You'll go back to that big church. You'll go back to their programs. You'll go back to their their, uh, organizational stuff. And by the way, it comes down to them just walking in there and leaving smelling good without a change on the inside. This scripture used to be quoted by everybody I would talk talk to or by grace. By faith, I get it, but there has to be more than just that. So we go down to it says, we are saved by grace through faith. Now this was a tough subject. I have read Hebrews 11:1 a lot, and I'm like, man, I don't get it. Like I just don't get it. I'm going to give you the definitions. And some of you guys, y'all might get it. (laughs) I just didn't get it. What I didn't get was the fact I didn't understand how do you quantify faith? Much faith, little faith, oh ye of little faith. What does that mean? Where's the measuring stick for faith? That's why I said, do we have to believe and and just believe so much? Like, I'm just really, really believe. I squint my eyes, my veins pop out. Is that faith? So I'm going to go through it, and and then God had to just talk to me. There's a reason why he was silent. He was like, dude, study. I want to study. Faith says what can be believed, a state of certainty with regard to belief, trust. And those things sound good. Those things sound really good. So Hebrews 11 says as such, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We say this, preach it. Faith, what can be believed, a state of certainty. Trust, believing to a complete trust. Faith is the substance. Faith, Faith is the nature, the essence, the intrinsic nature or indispensable quality, the absolutely necessary quality or the nature, so faith is the absolutely necessary quality of things hoped for. I was like, man, that, that's too cerebral, Lord. I need uh, an example. He was like, well, keep reading. I put like seven. I'm like, oh, I thought we were just supposed to look at one scripture and build a message. I'm kidding. Of things hoped for. Hope means an attitude, a looking forward to. Then it says, the evidence. This was a tough word because it translates to rebuke, reproof, a a refutation. And that seems like the counter of a word. But it also translates to a proof or a test. And in some translations, it it uses the word assurance. I just don't think that there was like a And God's still teaching me this just, this is a perfect definition of faith. I just needed it with an example. And then it says, of things not seen, not visible to the eye. Now, that's not the only place where they talk about faith. But we preach it, and we scream it, and we amen it, and then it hits us. And I'm like, babe, sorry, you guys are going (laughs) to, babe, I don't have a message to preach. Silence is what I hear. And God's like, where's your faith? I'm like, wait, that was for me? I didn't know. I was a little delayed in the message. Where's your faith? Where's your trust? I'm used to having it written down in paper, word for word. God, I want to know what I'm going to say, when I'm going to say, okay, clap your hands. Say hallelujah. I need it written out, Lord. He's like, I'm silent. This is a beautiful message because in me, I'm just praying in the altar saying, Thank you, Lord, for being silent when I needed to know that you were a God of ever-loving faith for me to be able to trust you with everything I have. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So now I guess I have a message. <laughs> And the message is usually your life. It's beautiful when you see what God can do. I sought counseling, paid lots of money for counseling, went all the way to Colorado. The counselor says, What's, What do you want? Do you want the spiritual counseling or the other? I'm like, There's a choice. I didn't know there was a choice. Deep down inside, I was like, I-, I would like to know what the other people say. I would like to know the 12 steps. Admit, sounds like repentance. Admit, do you have a problem? And I say it like that, I change voices when I'm thinking. <laughs> I hate it. In clinic, if there's somebody with an accent, of course, I have an accent. If they have an accent, I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) I start start talking like them. One time, the MA looked at me and said, what are you doing? And I'm like, what am I doing? She's like, you're talking like her. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's talking like me. (laughs) Doctor. Oh, doctor. I'm like, say it again. That sounds really professional. (laughs) (laughs) Spend lots of money. And they said, you're going to spend a lot of money if you're trying to get over this addiction. Spend a lot of money. You can spend no money at the foot of the cross. (laughs) So, these were decisions of my own doing. One, my upbringing. One, because I was had some sort. And I get it, there's people that have a hard life. I didn't have that excuse. But I had to think deep down it's like, God, my flesh is saying I'll take scholarly. But my spirit's saying, this is ridiculous. I sat on the benches. I should have known better. Isn't there a God that can heal me? Struggling. Sin will lie to you. Tell you that God cannot do it. I remember one time the therapist hands me a sword. And I'm like, what? And he gave me a box. It was like a cardboard or a carpet box. And he's like, how, how much do you want to get rid of this addiction? I'm like, I do. I don't want to get rid of it. A lot. He goes, well, kill it. I'm like, are you serious? They allow you to swing things like this in this room? And I'm like, that's weird. He's like, oh, you're not ready. What kind if I'm ready. Little did I know, not only was it a a sin, it clouded everything in my life. Everything. Everything that God decided to make pure. Sin was like, no, not important. That's not important either. Struggled with it. But I had to go through it. And the reason why, and I have to go through it, but I'm thankful for going through it. And the reason for that is now I can look and see how great is my God. Because I do not have to rely on worldly education. I don't have to rely on a drug. I don't have to rely on a therapist. All I need to do is put my complete trust and faith in Jesus Christ. But it goes beyond that. I need the Holy Ghost. I need to be baptized in Jesus name. Because without it, I'm just going to exchange the the scent in my car and go off again and do the same thing. I don't even know why I talked about addictions. But 7 years ago, 8 years ago, I don't remember. I was done. Done with God, done with church, and y'all think, oh, look at him. He loves the Lord. I have learned a lot of really cool phrases in medicine based on my horrible walk with God. <laughs> and I would say stuff like, We're poor judges of the inside based on the outside. I tell him that all the time. It's a favorite phrase of mine I say in clinic. And like, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I don't know if you're lying to me. I don't even know. Do you diet? Yeah. I'm like, half of what you say is true. How much do you drink? Three. I didn't even say what. <laughs> they admitted it. <laughs> we just give numbers. How much do you drink? Four. So a lot of the messages that would that I've ever preached... Was a result of God's work in me, slow chiseling away. And even when I thought I was there, like, "Oh man, I'm good." <laughs> God's like, "Hey, I got to teach you something else. I'm not gonna talk to you." <laughs> Thanks. It's a good word, sister. This is, seriously this is the first time ever, ever. And maybe that's what baby Christians do. But God didn't say anything, and I needed to know that part of Him. So, going back to faith, I digress. I, don't know, I didn't plan on that. Second Corinthians four eighteen, and I'm going to just quickly say some things. It says, while we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Well, that sounds. That makes sense. It's the word of God. It's true. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. And that sounds true, because it is. And it's the Word of God, and it is true. But what does that mean? Romans 8.24, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? 8.25, But if we hope that for that which... For that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Again, backing up what faith is. 1 Peter 1 1, verse 8 says, Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And then we bust out in song. I'm kidding. Come on, y'all know that song. No, nobody knows it. We see, say joy unspeakable, full of glory. Almost did the Elvis voice. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> Ephesians 2 9, going back. So we know we walk by faith, not by what we can see. And I got it, but I don't get it. A lot of times people stop there, believe. 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 I submit to you today and I'll prove it in Scripture that the measure of your faith is measured by your obedience. You want to tell me you have great faith? Then you better Back it up with obedience. So people can come into a house and they can say, I believe, I believe, I believe. Show me. Show me. And I can sit in a, on a pew all my life. I can go to addiction counselors. I can do all these things and say, I believe. Show me in your obedience that you believe. Show me your faith. Am I going to get in his word every day? Am I going to pray every day? Am I going to stay away from what I'm supposed to stay away from? Hallelujah. And people don't like to hear that. Because at the altar of compromise, they'll say, it's okay. They are saved. And we know this. A lot of us know this. But some of us may have come from this. You said the sinner's prayer, and it was enough. Where was the change? Unless you followed the word of God, unless you spoke in tongues, unless you were baptized in Jesus' name with full submersion in water, there was no salvation. I'm not going to discredit it. I'm not going to take away the fact that you wanted to repent. I'm not going to take that from you. But I'll tell you this much, if God would have come at that moment and you knew better, you wouldn't go to the place he has for us. And some of us come into this. Why do they always just talk about this Holy Ghost? Why do they talk about baptism in Jesus' name? Because it's the entire word of God. And outside of that, it's blasphemy. If you take something away, it's blasphemy. If you put something in. So if you really, really, really want to change. You must obey. And a lot of people who are new to this are like, obey what? What am I supposed to do next? And that's where we come in with teaching. And that's where we come in and instruct and show them the way more perfectly. Some don't mean to continue. They just don't know better. So there's two people, two kinds of people here. People who don't know anything and want to know more. And God wants to prepare us so that we can bring them in and say, let me just show you the way more perfectly without any reservation and embarrassment about what are they going to say if somebody starts speaking in tongues next to them? Let them hear it. It's in the Word of God. The other kind of person is the warning that I bring. Is somebody who Has been in this a while. It's really interesting in Ephesians how in Revelations it says, Hey, church in Ephesus, you left your first love. And that's why it makes so much sense if you read the rest of this chapter where it talks about works. Because we will sacrifice, we will compromise. The salvation message with programs, with an easy believism, with a ridiculous statement made by a man in 1521, and then call that salvation. And there are people, and I'm not just talking about those people over there. I'm talking about people that that are in our somewhat like faith. And I'm going to say somewhat because they're not like faith if they're not preaching the full gospel. They might say UPCI. They might say WPF. They might say WWWF. I like to do that. I like it when Bishop does it to you. <laughs> Those preachers come on like, are you ready to rumble? Well, they have to. They have to hype them up. I'm kidding. That's not the WPF. That's the WWF. And we sometimes will encounter people in our jobs or where we're at. And we like to tell them about our church. And we add a disclaimer. It's a good church. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't got any programs anymore. I mean, I don't know why, but we don't got Sunday school. I rebuke you. (laughs) Don't we talk about my bishop like that? And I say it in a joking manner, but I I really do think that I I grew up in a small church. And my mom prophesies. And when my friends would, you know, whoever would visit, I'm like, no, they're gonna get scared. We were scared. (laughs) I'm just going to digress a little bit. I don't know where I'm at in my notes. I joked with the kids yesterday because Lindsay will go in and pray with them every night. And she's done with her prayer. And I said, and God, if they don't serve you, take their life right now. Now, my mom, you know, just like, you know, you add to the word uh, that, that somebody, you know, prayed before. But my mom would pray every night. And I know that she prayed hard enough for us to hear it. Lord, if they're not going to serve you, while they're serving you, take them home. What? <laughs> I told my son, I told Judy yesterday, man, I was scared. And he's like, I'm not scared. I, I got muscles. My mom and dad—they—they—they they, they both, even to this day—and I don't know if it's still in the bathroom, but there was a, a picture of us in the restroom. All I don't know why in the restroom. Think about it while you're there. It depends on which side it's facing. Um, but she put a scripture, and it was, it was beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper being good and, and be in good health even as thy soul prospers. And to this day, I know that scripture because every time I went to the restroom, they're like, she wants me to prosper. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, yeah. She did put scriptures in places. Reminds me again of how good God is. And I'm like, I need to put some scriptures. The restroom. And Judas went and hung himself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Gotta raise them up in the word. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) I will try to collect myself because I'm almost done. Whoever is playing can come up here, (laughs) brother. You don't want me to play? Oh yeah. Let's give him a hand clap. Bishop started it. We have to finish it. I just want to make a few points. Very quickly Ephesians 2 9, not of works, lest any man should boast. We know that salvation is not of our own. Right? Just checking. Uh but the problem is we sometimes think it is. We we come in and we like uh if I can do this and if I can do that and if I can do this and if I can do that and if I can do this and I can do that. That was the timer. My bad. I don't know how to turn it off. Stinking devil messed me up. Stop it. It's an iPhone, right, sister. Jesus name. This is just I can look at these set of scriptures and see so many points to pull out. I, I didn't save me. You didn't save you. Um, our 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 righteousness is at filthy rags. So the perfect, the most perfect person in the world, they can't save themselves. We always say in Bible study, Mother Teresa needed the Holy Ghost too. <laughs> I don't know if that was George Bush voice or what. <laughs> That was weird. So, not only do I sing, I do voices, Sister Ruth. (laughs) Just Just not that high. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. Quick story about my life, which I already gave it all. But I was interviewing a ventriloquist in junior high. He was supposed to speak at our, and I was some sort of student council, whatever, president. And, And I, And I had to interview him and and introduce him and say, this is a ventriloquist, and he's going to tell us stuff. And so I had to talk to him before that. So we're walking from this gym to this auditorium, and it's a long walk. And every now and then I hear, triti. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Now, by the way, my dad worked at the same school. So I'm like, man, Dad, like, where is he at? And by the way, we lived on the school campus. So when food was ready, we could be playing 600 yards away at the football field, and I could hear my mom say, "Get!" I'm like, hey, food's ready. <laughs> or whatever. But this guy kept doing, he like, Tree-tree! I'm like, this is a, what is going on? And I finally realized, stinking ventriloquist. <laughs> these guys are good. <laughs> ah, I was duped. That's when I wanted to do voices. I was kidding. And that's the testimony of my life. Oh you can play, bro. <laughs> Something soothing. Hallelujah. Again, not of yourself. It's not by works. doesn't matter how much you do. You can keep reading those verses and and, and take from that. It is a gift of God. A gift It's a present. Which focuses on the the free nature of it. It's not coerced. This gift is spontaneous. You just got to say, I want it. It's really interesting, the lady at the well her hint water John four ten 10 says Jesus answer, answered and said unto her if thou knewest the gift of God salvation is a gift we know these things but it's more real when we can see it not of works it comes from the word agathergos doesn't really matter which means one who does good but I'll present to you this, though. Many times these scriptures are quoted by faith alone, through grace alone, and Christ alone. And they say that's it. Because if you're expecting them to do something, that must be works. That is a false statement. According to the Word of God, we are His workmanship. We've been created to good works. But faith alone is false it says there yes in scripture faith through grace by faith but if we stop there that's not faith that's easy believism i believe i believe donkey maybe that should be the title sorry i messed up the good flow of the music sir keep going We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God, in his ever loving favor, his goodwill towards me, he wants to save me, he wants wants to rescue me, preserve me, deliver me, set me free. From what? From the penalty and the power of sin. Through faith, I would like us to just go very quickly to James two, and while you're turning there, two fourteen through twenty six. I'm not going to read it all. I just want to point out a few things. I had in my notes that that faith, true faith, is shown in obedience. And if you want to show your faith, you would do just like they did in Acts 2, 37, which says, now when they heard this, they heard Peter preaching the salvation message. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? That's the beginning of faith. If they would have said there and said, Well, thank you for letting me know I'm done, that's not faith. That's not perfect faith. That's not true faith. But if they say, You know what? Peter answers them, in the scripture we all quote He said unto them, Repent, be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the mission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The fact that they say, You know what? I'm going to take that step forward. I want to be saved. And when they take the step forward and they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and when they go down in water baptism in the only saving name, which is Jesus Christ, that in itself is then faith. Now we say it like we like to say faith in action. No, that's faith. That's true faith. Alone, it's just faith really believing, which is the message preached in this country, in this world, accept Christ as your savior and you're going to be saved. It's not there. And so we got to be careful that we know that when they come with this scripture and say, well, we don't have to do anything. Yes, you do, but not of your own. It's a gift of God. I don't understand how somehow, someway it's it happens, but I know based on the word of God that when I'm baptized in his name and when I'm filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I am now renewed. I'm regenerated. There's a scripture says, it says something like, ah, behold, this is where like, Lose oxygen, you can't think. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you look at Ephesians, there's a portion in there, and you don't have to go there, it says, In Christ. How do I get into Christ? How do I get in Christ? I want to be the new creature. I'm tired of this, this new car smell that I pick up every Sunday and every Wednesday. I want a true change in my life. You know what, I want to be guaranteed that when I leave this world, uh, I'm gonna make it to the kingdom of heaven. That's why those scriptures in the Bible that say, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. That's not just like a what. That is truth. It doesn't surprise us to hear that. But people that come in saying, I, I was saved because I accepted him by my Savior, they don't know these things. Finally, y'all may stand. In James 2, 14. Almost seems like this is contradictory to what Ephesians was saying. But there was a purpose for Ephesians, which was really telling them, hey, you've left your first love. James is saying, what doth the prophet my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works, can faith save him? Verse 19. Well, let me just read it through because I, I think it says, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith. If it had, hath not works is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. That's why there's no change by a simple believism attitude. We can't, like... You're competing with the devils. I didn't call you one, I just said you're competing with them. By the way, that's last place. (laughs) By the just you want to come up higher. It says, But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? See thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. So the Lord was trying to tell me it's not a number, a measuring stick, it's simply an obedience. I needed to see this because I saw Hebrews 11.1 1 for years. And I know this has been in the Scripture since then. <laughs> but in the silence, God needed to say, you know what? I need you to just obey me. Trust me. Do what I tell you to do. I questioned myself over the... Myself? I have two. I questioned myself over the last several weeks making decisions. God, I don't want to be wrong here. I don't want to, I don't want to go outside what you want me to do. Am I, am I doing this right? The things I can't share that I have to keep to myself that I've never been here before. So after I was whooping and hollering about the last message, how it was, you know, oh, good. In the flesh. I said, the next thing I must need to do, because I want to hear the voice of God, is I got to pray multiple times a day like Daniel did. Or, or I need to go to sleep at night and be like, here am I, Lord. Like Samuel. I just didn't know when God died and left me in charge. Kind of forgot that part. And so God had to show me what it's like to not hear a noise, a voice. And this is for me. I want to have perfect faith. I want to be able to say, you know, Bishop, you say, jump, and I say, how high? But my knee hurts, so don't say too high. I want to be able to do what God wants me to do. I want this body to be able to do what God wants us to do. The perfect will, with perfect faith. lot of words on those pages. I gotta obey God. I'm not here to speak any flattering words to try to move your heart God has to do the drawing and we joked and we had fun but from an eternal standpoint if you have never received the Holy Ghost you can today If you've never been baptized with the full submersion in water in the precious name of Jesus, you can today. I'm so thankful for a bishop in my life who, unlike most, is not going to compromise only saving gospel message so that people can feel good so that they can feel an emotional high and leave with a new car smell but without a change I'm not here to embarrass anybody But I'll say it again. Jesus is here. And the gift from God is free. You just have to say, you know what? What what do I need to do? So in the Word of God, it talks about repentance. Repentance. I know some people are thinking right now. We've heard this before. Brother Mike addressed that issue. Brother Johnson, I'm sorry. Repentance, a turning away. That's the first step. God, I need you. I'm sorry. Everything I've done wrong, the things I know of, the things I don't know of. Growing up in this gospel, growing up in this truth, growing up on this benches, I had to, and I still have to daily do this, but I had to get down on my knees and say, God, I don't need to trust man. I, I need you. And if I can't have you, that I don't want anything, and God in His loving mercy, and in His grace, because even while I was a yet a sinner, He died for me, and He's here today. The next step is after repentance. It's just to praise Him. And we like to, you know, give instruction. Hallelujah is the highest praise. So if all you can say is hallelujah, that's what we need to do. And by a manner in which I cannot explain, and I don't even care to know how to explain it, the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of God, will come on the inside of you. And how we know that you have him on the inside is that you'll begin to speak in an unknown tongue, unlearned. She so may not understand what you're saying, but that's okay. You're magnifying God. And finally, after you have the Holy Ghost, before you have the Holy Ghost, whichever one, baptism is here for everybody. In Jesus' name only. church. Let's just worship God just a moment. God, I love you. I love you, Lord.